0: Chapter seven of Cockhouse at Fellsgarth by Talbot Baines Reed. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Seven Trial by Jury Fisher Minor's hopes rose high within him as he stalked his debtor across the school green. Three times already he had encountered him, but fate had stepped in to prevent the collection of his dues. Now he had arrived at this stage when a voice at his side sent a cold shiver down his back "Hello, kid got you at last then that's what you call waiting where i left you do you i didn't promise to wait said fisher you told me to it's the same thing now you'll come along with me my beauty had fisher minor been anything but a raw hand it might have occurred to him that it would take percy wheatfield all his time to convey a boy his fisher's size against his will into forder's house but such is the force of innocence on one side and authority on the other that the new boy laid down his arms and followed his captor meekly into the enemy's citadel just as they were entering a posse of the enemy appeared on the scene consisting among other supporters of the modern cause of ramshaw cottle lickford and cash here's a game rammy cried percy got him at last this is the villain this is the murdering highway forger come on you kid you're in for it it did occur to fisher minor at this juncture that a change of air might be refreshing but it was too late now the enemy had him fast there was no getting out of the warm weather which had been promised him come on we'll have a regular old bailey of it cried percy go and tell the fellows and collar some witnesses do you hear and tell the hangman he'll be wanted in half an hour this promise of judicial dispatch was not consoling to the prisoner who had grave doubts as to the impartiality of the tribunal before which he was to be arraigned he wondered if ashby or d'arcy or any of his friends would appear among the witnesses the trial took place in the room jointly owned by percy ramshaw coddle and lickford a chair was planted on the bed for the accommodation of the judge the fender was brought out in front of the chest of drawers for a witness-box while rix minimus who officiated as jury sat on a footstool on the table as for the prisoner a dock was provided for him in the form of a washstand out of which the basin had been removed to make room for his uneasy person in the vacant hole now you chaps said percy who had naturally appointed himself in addition to his other offices usher of the court no larks shut up this is a big job this young cad cheated at elections here the door opened and dangle looked in what on earth is all this row he said a trial i say dangle will you be judge it's a classic kid that cheated at elections no really i didn't said fisher painfully aware that so far the trial was going against him dangle who fancied something might come of this was condescending enough to say he didn't mind playing it judge if they liked whereat amid cheers he was voted to the chair in the bed where he sat rather precariously and ordered silence in the court who is the prisoner go on kid tell him your name said percy encouragingly fisher minor really i didn't do anything said the prisoner what's the charge said the judge you see it's this way said percy forgetting to go inside the fender bam and cot and lick and i were having a ripping eight-handed mill in here the other day the prisoner thought over all his crimes and could recall nothing that was even remotely connected with an eight-handed mill cod and lick had got gloves with no horsehair in them you know so they lambed it pretty hard but ram and i were just scrunching them up crams you never got near us my nose wasn't hit once said cottle no but we had you in the ribs under the belt ejaculated lickford no it wasn't i say dangle said the witness it was just on his waistcoat pocket and he says that's below the belt if he likes to wear his belt round his neck of course he gets hit under and if you wear yours round your ankle there's not much room for your bread-basket retorted cottle and where does fisher Minor come in asked the judge was he in the middle of the mill no you see we were just in the middle of it and these jolly cheats were beginning to cave in ho ho it would take a lot more than you to make us order in the court go on wheatfield there you are shut up you chaps beginning to cave in when clapperton yelled for me and i had to go lucky job for you growled Coddle. you wouldn't have been able to go at all five minutes later whereupon percy appealed to the court to keep order far away said the judge that's nothing to do with the prisoner oh hasn't it you see clapperton wanted me to take a letter to York. it must have been a screamer for yorke yelled when he read it i wanted him to let me finish our mill first But, who yorke no clapperton if there'd been time for another round now then don't let's have any more of that mill said the judge that's just what they felt at the time wasn't it lick ejaculated Cottle did we wait till you see my beauty said the witness i wish you wouldn't interrupt oh so i had to go and this kid came and caught me a jolly crack in the stomach which side of your belt inquired lickford the side you'll get it hot my boy next time i catch you retorted percy that'll be under you bet said lickford i didn't mean to hurt you said the prisoner who began to hope that the charge against him was to prove much less serious than he had at first feared i apologise shut up don't talk to me talk to the jury as the jury at this moment was struggling manfully to protect his hassock from the depredations of cash who was anxious to investigate its interior it was not much use addressing him so fisher subsided and wished the whole of percy's washstand had been at least so much easier in diameter as to allow him room to sigh far away said the judge we shall be all night at this well you see continued percy it's this way i've got a brother you know called wally a seedy classic chap and up to no end of low tricks we know him echoed the court generally not got such a rummy-shaped waist as his brother though whispered cottle all right young cottle i'll take it out of you you'll see what'll you take i keep mine outside replied Coddle. order in the court forge away wheatfield i should like to know how i'm to forge away with these two asses fooling about down here why can't you raise them to the bench to keep them quiet oh yes well you see this kid being new and green and about as high old an idiot as they make em did you fellows see him on first night i say oh my look here wheatfield said the judge sternly if you aren't done in three minutes i'll call the next witness he wouldn't know anything about it bless you said percy you see it was like this this kid thought i was wally what do you think of that cheek jolly rough on Wallie," remarked cash the witness looked at the interrupter and tried to make out whether his remark was a compliment or the reverse he decided that as he had only three minutes left he had better defer thinking the question out till afterwards so of course he began to swagger about his big brother no you ask me began the prisoner shut up cried percy sternly how am i to get done in three minutes if only two left now said ramshaw go on ram i've not been a minute yet yes you have sixty-five seconds said ramshaw who held his watch in his hand i never did believe in those waterbury turnips they always stop when you oh yes swaggered about his big brother and all those fellows over there and blabbed out there'd been a regular plant among em to rig the elections and he and a lot of em have been out canvassing and bagged a lot of our kids and locked them out and if it hadn't been for that brinkman would have pulled off the treasurership. ship and if it hadn't been for me getting wind of it and going and fetching them out and bringing them into hall in the nick of time ranger would have got the secretaryship and our side would have been jolly well out of it and i mean to say it's a howling swindle and hope there'll be a jolly good row kicked up and you needn't say i let out about it because wally asked me to keep it mum and i said time's up said ramshaw no side whereupon the witness stopped short triumphantly like an athlete who has just won his race by neck come said the judge this is getting interesting who's the next witness are any of our fellows who were collared here rather young ricks is one please dangle said the prisoner i didn't touch anybody i was that is don't tell cram said percy it's a bad habit ricks had better go into the witness box said the judge what about the jury asked that functionary oh i'd keep the place warm volunteered percy whereupon ricks quitted his hassock and entered the fender i and slingsby got nailed by a classic cad outside our form door i kicked him on the shins though said he what classic cad oh i don't know a new kid with sandy hair a horrid lout it was wally's room we were taken to and they fooled us about high tea and that sort of thing the place was swarming with our chaps who had been collared how many asked the judge fifty not quite so many there were four or five next witness another of the captives gave similar evidence after which lickford deposed that he had seen the troop come into elections just in time to vote for dangle yes and who tried to keep us out i'd like to know said percy there you are it was you i thought you were on the other side did you i'm very glad wally gave you a welting for it i wish he'd do it again he hits above the belt that's how i know him from you retorted lickford order what's the prisoner got to say said percy it's no use asking him wait a bit said the judge fisher minor how many of our chaps did you collar none really said the prisoner i waited by the gymnasium oh what for well i was canvassing what did you wait at the gymnasium for this was awkward fisher minor found himself getting into a tight corner tighter even than the washstand i was told to who by your brother i suppose oh no my brother wouldn't do such a thing what sort of thing why try to collar fellows off the other side oh that was your little game was it whose idea was it york's oh no it was d'arcy spoke to me oh d'arcy and who spoke to him whose fag is he ridgeway's and what did ridgeway tell him i don't think ridgeway told him anything the only one i heard speak to him was wally wretched young sneak said percy i'll let Wallie know that wally he's york's fag who else was there only me and ashby who does ashby fag for my brother fisher major i thought you said just now your brother wasn't in it you'd better be careful youngster for the life of him fisher minor in his bewildered state could not make out how ridgeway and york and fisher major all seemed to have got mixed up in the affair you mean to say said the judge you don't know what the orders to the fags were no really i only heard of it from d'arcy your brother never said anything to you direct oh no has he said anything since oh no that is he only said it was a pity ranger got beaten did he say how it happened he said if the five modern chaps hadn't turned up at the last moment he'd have won was he angry about it he was rather in a wax did he tell you you were an ass not that time another time yes once or twice cute chap your brother said percy aside shut up wheatfield now tell me this young fisher minor said dangle with an air of importance which intimidated the prisoner what was it your brother said about the election it wasn't to me it was to ranger my senior he said it was a regular sell and he'd have given a lot to see you beaten because he knew you couldn't play fair at anything even if you tried some of the court were rude enough to laugh at this very candid confession but the judge himself failed to see any humour in it oh that's what he said and yet you mean to tell me after that that your brother had nothing to do with trying to get ranger elected instead of me i suppose he had but i'm sure he didn't mean to do anything fishy any more than i did i thought it was only a joke you've a nice notion of a joke that'll do you can cut what exclaimed percy aghast aren't you going to hang him no i must go you can finish the trial yourselves as soon as the judge had quitted the bench percy mounted it and proceeded to sum up you're a nice article you are said he addressing the prisoner what do you mean by sneaking on my young brother wally eh you'll get it hot for that i can tell you you're to be hanged drawn and quartered then you're to be kicked all round our side then you're to be ducked in the river then you're to kneel down and lick every chap's boots then you're to be executed then you're to be burnt alive then you're to write out fifty greek verbs then you're hallo who's there come in what do you want this abrupt curtailment of the prisoner's doom was occasioned by a modest tap at the door probably some belated witness come to add his evidence to the rest come in can't you repeated percy whereupon the door opened with a swing and in rushed wally d'arcy ashby and three or four other classic fags how they had got wind of the capture of their man it would be hard to say but now they had come to fetch him the only thing is visible in percy's room for several minutes was dust out of which proceeded yells and howls and recriminations which would have done credit to pandemonium as the cloud rolled by the classics might be seen in a firm phalanx with their man in the middle backing on to the door signs of carnage lay all around lickford was struggling head downward in the washstand cash was leaning up in a corner with his hand modestly placed over his nose ramshaw and cottle were engaged in deadly strife on the floor each under the fond delusion that the other was a classic while the twin brothers armed with the better pair of boxing gloves were having a friendly spar in the middle it was a victory all along the line for the invaders and when a moment afterwards they stampeded in a body and marched with shouts of victory down the passage carrying the late prisoner among them there was no mistake about the ignominious defeat of the besieged garrison that evening fisher-major received a polite note from his colleague the secretary dear fisher it is only right to tell you that we have discovered that five of our fellows were prevented from voting at elections by boys of your side apparently acting under orders from their seniors we don't profess to know who were at the bottom of it but it is a fact that the election for treasurer would have gone differently but for this very shady trick clapperton and most of us are not disposed to claim a new election now everything is settled and you have already got in most of the subscriptions but it makes us think that even the virtuous classics at fellsgarth are not absolutely perfect even yet which is a pity yours truly r dangle this pleasant letter fisher major raging carried to the captain york pulled a long face when he read it there's no truth in it surely said he i can't answer for any foolery the juniors have been up to but apart from that it's a sheer lie and the fellows deserve to be kicked much better offer them a new election said the captain what they'll get their man in my dear fellow suppose they do you'll still belong to fellsgarth they mustn't have a chance of saying they don't get fair play well perhaps you're right i don't care tuppence twopence about the treasurership but i wouldn't like to be beaten by brinkman i hope you won't be old man said the captain next morning when fellows got up they found the following notice on the boards elections a protest having been handed in against the recent election for a treasurer notice is given that a fresh election will be held for this office on friday next at three c y captain End of chapter seven